Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. First of all, I want to know what you're wearing here because (laughs) I'm very excited (laughs) because Ingrid is, is all dressed up for the podcast. She, she never dresses up (laughs) for the podcast, but but now that, uh, now that we're being recorded here, uh, with the (laughs) video, I had a reason, I had a reason to get ready. (laughs) I'm like, Whoa, okay. (laughs) Ingrid, it's. Awesome. So what are you wearing? Yes, tell us. Oh, I just have this pink, it's like a pink checkered kind of psychedelic short sweater dress. Yes. Awesome. And I got a new nail set. Yes. Let me see these nails. Let me see. Okay. Yeah. We've got an eye and they're pink and green. It's, yeah, very eye-catching. Yeah. So this is our first, or I guess this is our second. This is our second video podcast. Yes. So if you guys want to see our beautiful faces, <laughs> you can click the link in the bio. If you're on Spotify, it actually allows you to watch the podcast directly through the Spotify app. If you don't listen through Spotify, you can go to the show notes or you can go to our Instagram. There's a link to YouTube and we'll be posting our videos there. So it'll just be the same podcast, but you get to see us in person. Is that the right word? I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's not a- not, it's not in person, but you, you get, get to, see, to us. see us, yeah. yeah. As opposed to just hear us, yeah. We we released our first one last week, which was a practice one because I I'm not super familiar with the video editing, so of course I was wearing pajamas and my hair was insane. Which but is I, how it always is, yeah, because <laughs> nobody can see me. <laughs> I get to hide out. I'm wearing the same clothes that I always wear. <laughs> I'm probably going to be wearing a different version of the same thing every week. So boring. Well, now I kind of feel excited because I honestly don't really go out that much. Mm-hmm. And I have some really cute clothes, but I'm like, where am I going to ever wear this? Yeah. But now I can just wear it at home for the podcast. Awesome. <laughs> and awesome. I can use yes. my outfits. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's fun. Maybe our, our friend um, Epiphany with Tiffany. Yes. Our astrologer friend who has a... Uh, a styling astrology podcast. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Well, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a cosmic podcast. It's uh, about the ethereal. And, uh, but she does have a, a styling base, a styling background. And so she, she works with clients as a stylist, but it's, it's getting deeper than just, it's like, it's getting into your soul you know, and it's like the right clothes that fit your soul. And so, yeah. And and the astrology goes into that, you know, I think that fashion and design and the material, at least for me personally, feels very important. I love decorating my house. I love decorating myself. Like it feels like an expression of whatever is inside. And I think yes. that her tying that together, she's just moving to LA. Mm-hmm. So if anybody needs a stylist, I think it's just like the funnest thing. So maybe yes. she can help me 
do some styling for the Yes, podcast. maybe. And if you want to listen to our podcast, it's Epiphany Epiphany with Tiffany. And it's on all the streaming platforms. And, and you were a guest just I recently. was a guest, yeah. I think on the second or third or fourth episode, I was in one of the first episodes. So that was very exciting. Fun conversation with her, always. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's really fun to look at people's astrology and see how that reflects in their wardrobe, what in you, their style. How do you see it in mine? Well, let's see. I, you know, you're Virgo, so you're always very put together. Even when you're just in the pajamas or whatever, you're so hard on yourself that like, oh, and, and like Ingrid, you look great, you know, but that's kind of the Virgo nature is wanting to be the perfectionist. So that's why, you know, here we are on camera now and Ingrid's wanting to look her best. <laughs> she wants to look perfect. So, I mean, I put um, about five minutes of effort into getting ready, but still, <laughs> I feel like the, my hair can do whatever it wants because that's just what it does. But I'm like, I did put a bit of like eyeshadow on and picked out an outfit because, yeah. And you, you I was have. Like, I'm not going to be on a camera with just like my sweatpants looking insane. <laughs> yes, yes. I would also include your, uh, you know, Venus and Libra. You know, Libra's the the goddess of beauty. And it's the planet that rules the five physical senses. It, it rules Libra. Venus rules Libra. So, again, like when you dress, you, you want to have balance and beauty to the way that you look. And so beauty is something that's important to you. And that's not like in an arrogant like sort of way. It's like I want to look beautiful. I want to look my best. I want to uh, have a, a, a level of grace to the way that I've put myself together. Touching on last week, I actually went shopping with one of the girls that I mentioned that likes to have work done. Mm -hmm. So she's a Capricorn sun. I don't know where the rest of her stuff is. She's a Capricorn sun. She's a a Scorpio moon and a Taurus rising. And so she, she's really into like the outfits and the stuff. Our thing is like, we love to go like shopping together. Yeah. Well, Taurus is the sign the the other sign that's ruled by Venus. So the fact that she's a Taurus rising, she has that urge to want to look beautiful and look her best. Yeah, so. she's always styled up. Yes, yes. We went on a shopping extravaganza and took our friend Meryl mm-hmm. on a like a we got her like a whole new wardrobe. And where what was that like? How did Meryl feel afterwards? Where did you go? We went to Crossroads, which mm-hmm. is like a th- kind of a thrift store, but it's curated for like cute shit. But yes. it's, sometimes it's new and sometimes it's used. And she was definitely hesitant, mm-hmm. but I invited Megan because she has like a very fun energy about mm-hmm. her. Because I think we had tried to do the shopping experience before and we basically ran out. She was like, no, I'm not feeling... Just you and Meryl? Yeah. yeah. I was like, okay, I need some help Support, to like inspire yeah. her. And mm-hmm. Megan is just very good at making things feel exciting and special Mm -hmm. so she was excited at first then she got overwhelmed she was like ah my blood sugar is dropping i have to get out of here like it's too much and i was like okay megan babysit meryl like we gotta we have to try on all the outfits because we found so many cool things Mm -hmm. and she left just so excited she bought like eight shirts two pairs of pants some shoes i really think it's an expression of who 
she really is inside and she's never gotten to do that because she just doesn't enjoy the experience. It feels like unfamiliar to her. So she just always buys the same things. Mm-hmm. And she's been mentioning it for probably like a year or two that she wants to expand her wardrobe. And what does her chart look like? Meryl is a Scorpio sun. So, you know, she, she, this is why she's so at ease in the spotlight. You know, she's somebody who is just like a natural up on stage and performing. Yeah, she's a a really good comedian. Yeah, she's a natural performer. She's a ninth house son. That's, that's the, one of the top placements for comedians is not necessarily ninth house son, though there are a lot of great ninth house sons, uh, son comedians, but Sagittarius is the ninth house. And so that Sagittarius energy, it's the blunt communicator. So Meryl's the type of person that will just say things that like you might be thinking, but you would never say. Oh, that's definitely her. She'll say anything. And so that's what makes it so funny. Um, But she's a Leo. So she uh, brings the attention to her naturally. Uh, She's a Capricorn moon. So Megan's a Capricorn sun. Meryl's a Capricorn moon. And then Megan's a a Scorpio moon and Meryl's a Scorpio rising. So they both have those two signs in the triad though they're different yes exactly exactly so meryl is you know that that leo energy she wants to to look good but that scorpio rising is where she wants to hide when she's uncomfortable and so yeah i can't remember where her uh venus is i need to look look that up real quick let me see um so yeah, her Venus, her Venus is in Cancer, so that reflects your moon, Cancer. So, you know, she wants to be nurtured and cared for in relationships. So the fact that, and that's something that gives you emotional peace, is nurturing and caring for others, Ingrid. And so being able to do that for Meryl, it makes her feel good. She feels like she's appreciated as a friend to you, and it makes you feel good because it satisfies your emotions. Yeah, it was a really, it felt like a really fun dynamic. The first thing that came to my mind was that I was like bringing the nurturing energy, but Megan was bringing like the fun and spotlight and Mm -hmm. like special energy Mm -hmm. where you can make someone feel like beautiful and excited. Yes. And so I think that was just like a nice combination to make her feel like moving out of her comfort zone was going to be like safe, but also Mm -hmm. exciting. Yes. Yes. And that's, that's like what your nurturing cancer moon does. It it brings that safety and security, but then Megan, you know, with her Capricorn energy really speaks to Meryl's uh, Capricorn moon. So, and that's more of a pushy energy. Oh yeah. So, yeah, yeah, she definitely has that. She took like <laughs> at the last minute, I was like, Oh my gosh, I need these two shorts, but I'm already burnt out of shopping. So I'm just going to buy them and I'll just return them. And she, Megan took the shorts and she was like, you're not buying these. <laughs> and I was like, no, I need them. And she was like, okay, I'll give you one pair, but you're putting these back and just put the shorts back. And I think I really enjoy a more like masculine, pushy women. Mm-hmm. I'm like very attracted in my friendships to women that have a little more like, bossiness to them yeah well that you're you're a virgo so you are naturally submissive in a sense you know virgo's the virgin so 
the Virgin sees everything and is very detail-oriented, but they also kind of want to be directed, but they want to be directed by the right people that, yeah. they, that they respect. Yeah, 100%. Even, like, when we go out to, like, lunch or something, Crystal... Like, I really like going with her because she'll be like, oh, these are the things we need to order. Mm-hmm. Okay, waiter, this is what we're getting. <laughs> like, it, I can also <laughs> fill that role because I know about food if I go out with mm-hmm. people who don't know about food. But I prefer to have someone, like, order for me and do the whole thing. Whether it's a guy or a girl, I like someone kind of taking control of the situation and kind of... Well, the thing is, is though now, in this life, is Ingrid Iverson, you're an Aries North Node. So you ah. need to step into that role of of taking charge. And you're kind of seeing that in relation to, like, you just worked another job, uh, another commercial job, mm-hmm. and you saw how when people weren't leading in the way that you thought they should be leading, you're like, I need to take charge here. Yeah, there was definitely some lessons in this past week of me well, I guess I'm just getting used to what the roles are and I don't want to overstep my boundaries, but I do have strong opinions about everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And one of the things was the talent. Who are we going to use? I should have given my strong opinion on who we should choose for talent, but I didn't because I didn't think it was my place. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing was like the makeup artist. I'm like, I should, I did give my opinion there to the photographer and he was like, oh yes, whatever you think, We'll hire him. You've already worked with him. You love him. He has great energy. I'm in. Mm -hmm. Basically, just tell the client that's who we need to hire because you love him. And I was like, oh, fuck, I should have done that and picked the actress that I wanted. But I wasn't sure, like, if that was my role or where people are really giving these opinions. But as everything progressed, I think one of the big lessons was just speaking up when I have something to say. I was telling Chris and he was like, you always need to... like share your intuition. You should never be scared about it. Cause every time you have like the best instincts for these kind of things and you're always right. Exactly. And every time you hold back, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Cause yes. you had, you could have had all the things you wanted and guided everyone in the way that you saw fit and they would follow along because they trust you. They trust your opinion. So that was like a big lesson. I'm like, okay, the more I speak up, the more I get what I want and everything is easier. Yes. I mean, if you have, something to say if you have a clear like this needs to be done and you're keeping your mouth shut you always find that you regret it yeah i did so it's another good reminder that you need to step into your power and speak up when you have something to say yeah not being worried like what's the worst that can happen they say no okay they pick someone else who cares yeah but at least i didn't regret like then i was like i should have Mm-hmm. You know, that little regret feeling. I'm just like, saying. oh man, it wouldn't have been a big deal to speak up. But yeah, definitely one of the lessons I took out of this, this past week. Mm. Awesome. Are we ready for the week? Do we do what all do of think? our announcements? Oh no, we got to do the announcements. We, of well, course. Well, we have, we told everyone that it's a video podcast now. Mm-hmm. What else? We need to, well, I want to talk about my moon classes are starting this week. So if you're curious to know how the moon, the new moon and the full moon, the new moon in Leo, which we're going to talk about this week in this podcast, and the full moon in Aquarius, how they're going to be affecting you directly, then you can enroll in class at the weeklytransit.com. I also want to mention the Cosmic Pathway 
which is, I, I like to think of myself as a life caddy. <laughs> he, he doesn't, he would never want to say life coach. <laughs> a life caddy, that is absurd. A caddy. I'm what about a, a life she- caddy. What about a, sh- a, a shepherd? Is that what it well, is? Well, I, I said a soul Sherpa. Yeah, that, I love yeah, that. soul love Sherpa. That. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I saw that somebody already had that copy written or something, so it bummed me out. I was like, I'm not the first person to come up with this. So I've never heard anyone say life caddy, though. And you're a golfer, Ingrid. You're you're a huge golfer. Well, I look kind of like a golf girl today, right? (laughs) You do, yeah. (laughs) I think the podcast is kind of a nice representation of what you do for me personally. Mm -hmm. The Cosmic Pathways, you meet every week. Yes, and you work on all the things together. There's a yes. check-in every week for Scott to tell you what the fuck you're supposed to do mm-hmm. with your life when it's spiraling out of control or when you're getting your shit together or whenever. Mm. But he's been here for me for the last two and a half years. Mm. We meet every week. I share my shit with him. He tells me how to follow my North Node, what I need to be leaving behind. He kind of pushes my boundaries in a gentle and fun way that really reminds me of what I need to be working on. And I get so many comments from listeners saying how much they've seen my personal growth. Mm. And I think just strangers being able to witness that in me is such a huge compliment. Like when someone tells me that one of the, one of the listeners reached out and said she was like so proud of my personal growth. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I almost started crying. Oh my God. It just feels so nice to, for people to see that. But I, a big part of that is having you in my life meeting with you every week. So if you're thinking about the cosmic pathway, I feel like I'm the poster child for what (laughs) transformation can happen when you have someone that shows up for you and helps you along the way. Amazing. Thank you. We all need help. Thank you, Ingrid. And I think you're just so good at it. You Mm. add so much to my life. Awesome. Awesome. That means so much to me. Yes. So contact me if you're interested. Uh, We're putting together something new on the website where you can book a... 15 minute consultation with me and we can talk and fill it out if if we're a good match for each other so yes what other announcements do we have we were going to talk about yeah the supporters the uh our monthly supporters i want to i want to give a shout out to these fine listeners who are helping us um make this show a a source of income for us because we put a lot of time and energy into this. Uh, so any any amount is very helpful. But I want to thank Deborah, Ross, Grace, Haley, Libby, Clarissa, Janine, Vincent, Catherine, Stephanie, Kimberly, Lori, Carrie, Annie, Amber, and Valerie. Thank you so much for supporting us monthly. And if you want to donate to the podcast, you can go to our Spotify. It's in the show notes. It's called support. Or if you go to the Weekly Transit Instagram, there's a support thing there. You can donate a dollar, five dollars, or ten dollars if we're helping you navigate your life more gracefully. We would love for you to buy us a coffee or a something. I don't know what I spend five bucks on. A treat. A treat. You can buy us a really treat. Do treats either. No treats. What the hell? What are you talking no. about? I no. live for treats. I know. God, you sound like Gabriella. <laughs> yes, she always wants a treat. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. Ice cream, fucking tea, something, <laughs> chocolate. I'm bland and boring. I don't like treats. I just like astrology. I know that's all that's all Scott talks about. <laughs> I'm, only, I'm only interested in treats if we're we're doing a a study of of a thousand different people. We're looking at their astrological codes and their favorite treat and we're seeing if we can find any correlation. Oh my between... god, I love this. We just have so many spreadsheets. Yeah, tell exactly. me tell me where in my chart my treats are. I know. Yes. Well, You've got that second house moon that we talk about all the time, which is that <laughs> Taurus energy. You know, it's the food and then can't like when I think of food and astrology, I think of two signs. I think of Taurus because it's the bull and it's the sign that rules the senses. And then I think of cancer because cancer rules the home mm. and the home is where the kitchen is and Ingrid's moon is in cancer in the second house, which is associated with the second sign, which is Taurus. So that's why food is on Ingrid's mind. Okay. So it was honestly a rhetorical question, but I love Scott. You just, anything that can happen in life, Scott will bring it back to astrology. And it's so brilliant. (laughs) Hilarious. There's a reason behind everything. Yes. Now we just need to get to the bottom of our BBL. Uh, study to see the astrology behind anyone, everyone who's ever had a plastic surgery. We have our first one. Some (laughs) Lisette wrote into me. And she gave you her information? Yes, she did. She's going to be the first one on the spreadsheet. (laughs) She doesn't doesn't have a BBL, but she likes to have work done. Okay. Yeah. She thinks it's fun. Awesome. She gave me some recommendations. Wow. Interest- recommendations for you to get work done? Oh, like where she likes to go. She okay. lives in Southern California. So. Okay, cool. Awesome. Are we ready for the week now? I'm ready. Okay, so we're looking at the week of July 25th through the 31st. And Monday, July 25th, we begin with the moon, the planet of emotions, in the Mutable air signs symbolized by the twins, Gemini, squaring off with Neptune, the god of fresh water in the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition. In the mutable water signs symbolized by the fish and ruled by Neptune, Pisces. Oh, and before I even get to more about this, I do want to say... Because somebody asked this question a couple weeks ago, and I know I need to like remember to say this every so often because we're getting new listeners and they don't hear what I've said in the past. And so I totally appreciate getting the same question over and over again. But uh, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, not the Southern Hemisphere, if you are like in the uh, other side of the Earth. The later time zones. The... Yes, like Australia or Singapore or New Zealand, like that part of the world, then you're a day ahead of us. So our Monday, so when we're talking, when Ingrid and I are talking about Monday, if you're in Australia or New Zealand or Singapore, if you're in that part of the world, when Ingrid and I are talking about Monday, it's the energy for your Tuesday, for their Tuesday. 
That makes Ingrid's looking very confused right now. So on Monday, they're supposed to listen to last Sunday. Yes. On Tuesday, they're listening to Monday. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, exactly. So when they hear us talk about Monday, they should be thinking about their Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here we have it. The moon squaring off with Neptune. This is a bit of a bumpy start to the week, potentially. Uh, This is something that we've talked about in the past, where it's you have your intuition, but you want to also back that up with facts. So what are the questions that you need to ask in order to validate your intuition? How can you embrace your emotional curiosity while at the same time being compassionate to those you are asking the questions I mean, I think that just touches on whatever our wounds are and recognizing them and asking the question, does this have some, does this reaction or this emotion that comes up have something to do with something from my past? Because we might know our triggers and our things from our past, but we so easily forget them in the heat of the moment of having a meltdown. And we think whatever is happening in front of us is the thing that's causing us the pain or the discomfort, but usually it's something that mirrors something from the past. So are you saying when somebody asks you a question, if it triggers you, then reflecting on where that comes from? Or not even, yeah, whatever the situation that arises, asking ourselves the question of where is this coming from? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see that. Yeah. So that's what this could be with the moon. In Gemini, so curiosity with the emotions, and then Neptune in Pisces is your own unconscious. So it's like you're asking yourself a question about where does this come from? Why am I feeling this way? And then also even reflecting that back to the other person, you see someone else having the meltdown and you're like, okay, it's not about this present moment. Is there something from your past that maybe this is like coming from Mm. coming from there because this is like a bigger expression than just like the small thing that's happening yeah and i think that's with any any sort of bigger emotion that exists it's never usually the one little tiny thing right it's a last straw or a, a of something that's happened again and again to you totally i mean you get yelled at for putting the toothbrush in the wrong place or whatever you know, it, there's more to it. Yeah, you're like, and, yeah, you're screaming at your mate and they're like, uh, I just, who gives a shit where I put the toothbrush? But they're like, yeah. I I never felt like heard. Like people are always ignoring mm-hmm. the little things that are important to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. It has to do with stuff from our past. Okay. Yeah. So hmm, take a curious look at your unconscious today. And also that's very, I mean, it's Pisces, Neptune, all of that water energy is very healing. So once we recognize, you know, using that curiosity to see that it can heal part of that wound once we are able to see it. Yes. I see. Yeah. I, I see the moon in Gemini as like the wind stirring up the ocean and moving things around in some way. Maybe you're able to gain a new perspective of what's going on beneath the surface with you i love that yeah sometimes we need a little bit of conflict to open our eyes to what is really happening well 
Don't worry, Ingrid. There's more conflict coming this week, and and that will lead us on to Tuesday, July 26th. The conflict comes between Mars, the god of war, the planet of action, aggression, and conflict, transiting Uh through the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull, a creature that does not back down from anyone or anything. It does not like to Taurus. be fucked. It doesn't want to be fucked no, with. No, the bull doesn't want. To, yeah, the bull, the bull just wants to chill. Wants to chill in the, in the wide open field with the cool grass beneath it, the warm sun baking on its back, and all the fragrances, the flowers, the forest carrying into its senses. That's all the bull wants. Just wants to chill out. But it gets agitated. If it gets agitated, it will fight. It will not move its ground. It will buck you off, and so. Today, Mars and Taurus is squaring off with Mercury, the god of merchants and thieves, messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination in the fixed fire sign symbolized by the lion, another creature that does not back down from anyone or anything. (laughs) So the messenger of gods... Squaring off with the god of war. This Sounds is like a fight. yeah. This is some of that energy that I was talking about on the weekly weather last week with uh, for astrology hub with Amanda Pua Walsh. But uh, how last week I felt was going to be a little bit smoother than what we've experienced, but this week things are going to get stirred up because we've got. These three planets, or these three symbols, these three energies in Taurus, Mars, the god of war, Uranus, the primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, and the north node, all in Taurus. And those three planets are going to get squared off by Mercury, which is cruising through Leo right now, and the sun which is also transiting through Leo. So that's going to bring up a lot of friction. And energy has been really stuck. I don't know, maybe I'm alone in feeling this way, uh, but like I've been looking for a new place to live and it's exhausting and it just feels impossible. And like there's so much stuck energy right now. And I'm just thinking about these these planets like Neptune, which we talked about yesterday, and Uranus, and Chiron, and Jupiter, uh, all these planets are either at the beginning of a retrograde or about to retrograde, haven't retrograded yet, and they're just all stuck at one degree. When you think about it, Neptune, which we just talked about, has been at 25 degrees since May 18th. It's going to be at 25 until August 8th. Uh, Uranus in Taurus at 18 degrees from July 7th to October 12th. Chiron at 16 degrees in Aries from June 17th to August 20th. And Jupiter at 8 degrees in Aries from July 7th to August 18th. So this now we've got Mars squaring off with Mercury. And the challenge here is Mercury is in... Leo. Leo rules the heart. Are you communicating from your heart? Are you speaking from your heart? Squaring off with Mars in Taurus, 
like this is this is like the the battle between the the king and the king's bookkeeper where the king is like I'm the king and I want to spend what I want to spend however I want to spend it and the bookkeeper is like yeah that's great but uh we don't have all that money so what is it about what you value and how you can be realistic in your material means and at the same time satisfy what it is you want in your heart. Well, maybe just going to Crossroads instead of <laughs> buying all your shit new. I'm, se- yeah, I'm, I I'm serious. Yeah, though. Like totally. I, everything in my apartment, almost everything is from OfferUp or Facebook Marketplace. It's all secondhand stuff. There's a couple of new items, but for the most part, I Where'd love you be- get this dress? At Crossroads. I knew it. I knew it. I was going to say, did you get that at Crossroads? Pretty much any anything yeah. in my closet, 99% of what's in my closet is going to be from Crossroads. Yeah. And this was brand new with the tags on it. Yes. And then I bought this shirt for 20 bucks mm-hmm. and it was a $125 shirt. Amazing. I'm like, I'm not going to spend $125 on a t-shirt, but I will spend 20 bucks and I'll feel really excited about it. And yes. that's, I mean, I think that's my way of being able to have material belongings that I love, but don't break the bank. I'm being realistic. I would, I mean, I'd love to spend 125 on a shirt, but like, I don't really have that kind of money mm-hmm. just laying around. Right. Absolutely. Okay. I love that. That's such a great, great advice. So go out and shop and go get what you want, but do it within your means. Yeah. And you can still have fun doing it. That's the thing. Like you, you love going to crossroads. I you do. took, Crossroads should be sponsoring this podcast right now. Um, so they uh, did respond to my post. I, I we tagged them in the post and they responded. Oh yeah, I'm like, yeah, sponsor us, Crossroads. We need all the clothes. Yeah, maybe they dress us for uh, the show. Uh, but yeah, you were fun. It's about joy. It's about having fun. That's what that's what Leo energy is about. It's about fun. It's about joy. It's about playfulness. And that Taurus energy, you know, can kind of feel like dirt on the fire, mm-hmm. but... Yeah, you're like raining on our parade. Exactly. With the dirt. <laughs> With the dirt. It's raining dirt on our parade. But you're able to still have fun. You're able to still enjoy yourself, but you're able to do it within your means. And so that, I mean, also Taurus has to do with Venus rules, Taurus. Mm-hmm. So that has beauty. to do with like beauty in our mm-hmm. senses. Yep, yep. And so even just like whether that's in our homes, I'm like, you could paint. Your, the inside of your house, like you can't afford, like you can't really move. Well, maybe you should just make your place where you live nicer. Mm-hmm. I mean, not in your, not you specifically. Are you, are you trying to talk to me? Andrew? No, yeah. you, you're having <laughs> landlord issues. That's different. But like, yeah, if you want to have nicer things in your home, like go spend money on some paint. You can spend yeah. $40 and feel like you have a whole new vibe. Yes. Or just buying like one new piece for your wardrobe. Like, you don't need a thousand things in your wardrobe. Really? I wear the same three fucking things all the time. So go get something like a staple for your space or for your being, or like maybe your makeup routine or your beauty routine, just something that makes you feel luxurious. Yeah. Yes. Well, I did buy a third air conditioner. Oh my fucking God. So, uh, you know, (laughs) it's 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 helping a little bit to the fact that we don't have central air let's see how i feel if we're still there in two in you know a month and a half when it's like over 100 degrees so yes all right moving on to wednesday july 27th 
we're looking at the moon and Neptune again, except now the moon has moved on into the sign that it rules the cardinal water sign symbolized by the crab, Cancer. So this is a smoother alignment than the one we felt on Monday. Uh, maybe, hopefully, you're able to have a bit more sensitivity towards what you're feeling uh, and a little more compassion for yourself. Uh, this is a good alignment for looking at your past. Like, what, where do these feelings come from? Maybe on Monday you were asking the question, and then today on Wednesday you're getting the answer. Um, and on Tuesday you were having that difficult conversation that was bringing you to the answer where you are now. And you're able to really look at the past and and show yourself compassion and forgive yourself and and nurture yourself along the way. Sometimes we forget that it takes time to come to these conclusions. Otherwise, life would be so fucking easy. If we just knew the answer right away. As soon as the conflict happened, we're like, oh, this is why we're just going to heal it. Put the Band-Aid on it, Neilsporn, whatever. It's just magic. A week later, it's got, it's like, no, it takes effort and time to come to these conclusions even if we're being curious and doing the work and all the things we have to just follow the energy and wait for the answers to come because yes sometimes it takes some time yes for us to come to for us to like have clarity yes it doesn't happen with a, a snap of the fingers and all of a sudden like you have the answer i mean maybe it can but it's not necessarily that way so it's a process. Oh, no. I just. And, and when you. What? Did you look at the next day? I did. It was <laughs> fucking terrible, dude. <laughs> okay. Also, I wanted to say. What? If you want the basics of astrology. Oh. The slides that are coming up on the video mm. or whatever alignments we're talking about. Scott has a book out. It's called The Basics of Astrology. It's on Amazon. You can download it on your Kindle. It's 10 bucks, And it's like a glossary of all the terms and anything questions you have or want to refer to anything it's all there and then uh, we have a paper we have this is our um it's not for resale we have a we do have a copy though yeah well, this is uh, our we're coming out with a paper book a paperback book yeah in like a week or two yes so this we'll is our know. this is our our draft that we're looking at here yes. but for now you can download the one on amazon absolutely yes so thursday july 28th We've got a lot going on here. You should not talk to anyone or anything. <laughs> honestly, what the fuck? So where to begin? I mean, we've got Mercury, Mercury again, still still squaring Mars. Uh, so that's still happening. Uh, so these intense conversations just sort of are continuing uh, through the week. Um, but... In addition to Mercury squaring Mars, Mars is also now um, near to the North Node, and Mercury is squaring the North Node as well. So the North Node is also in Taurus. The North Node is the soul's purpose. It is the karmic pathway of the soul. So again, it's it's really highlighting your self-worth and what you value. It's it's Another thing can be, this is what's in my heart but I don't really value that in my material surroundings. You know, maybe maybe you are selling yourself short in some way with regards to the material. Maybe you do deserve more than what you're giving yourself. 
but you have a hard time uh, feeling like you deserve what it is you feel like you deserve. Well, the other day I was saying I didn't feel good. I should have ordered Uber Eats or something to deliver soup. Mm -hmm. But instead, I drove my ass across town and back, which took like 40 minutes of my day Mm -hmm. to save $4. And it was just like in the middle of it, I was so mad at myself. I was like, this was not worth $4. Like what? I'm just wasting so much time and energy and I already didn't feel good. And you were telling me that that's, you're worth, you're worth it. You just, sometimes you have to spend the money on yourself to have certain conveniences. So I don't want to get too far ahead of myself because we're talking about this planet tomorrow, but Saturn is the God of wealth and time. So when you think about driving across town to pick up soup to save $4, is that how much you get paid when you're working? Is $4 <laughs> every 50 minutes? Ah, it's so it's just like saying it out loud sounds so dumb. Like, why would I do that? That's insane. Exactly. It's obviously not worth an hour of my time to save $4. It's just exactly. not. So if you get paid you know, $10 an hour or 20 or $100 an hour, is it worth you saving the four bucks and you're doing the drive yourself? No. doesn't matter if you get paid $10 an hour, $100 an hour, whatever. It's not worth your time. Yeah, I'm like, that time, that time is precious. I could have been working on some other things that are more, not more important, but I could have been like multitasking. And another way to also think about it too is like you are... When you're sharing that warmth, that's what the Leo energy is about, shining your light and sharing your warmth. You order it and you're helping somebody who has a job to deliver it. They have work now. So, yeah, just something to think about. But that's this energy with Mars, the North Node, and Mercury. It's it's challenging coordinating your words to your actions and and really balancing what is in your heart versus your self-worth and making sure that they are in alignment with each other. Then there's Jupiter, which we mentioned earlier, which has been stuck at 8 degrees in Aries. Jupiter is the god of thunder, lord of justice, the planet of luck and expansion. Aries is the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram. Jupiter has been at eight degrees in Aries since July 7th and will continue to be there until August 18th. The reason why it's at one degree for so long is because today it begins its retrograde transit. So look at your astrological code see what is at eight degrees if you have anything near to eight degrees in any fire air or cardinal sign it's getting a direct hit by jupiter it's expanding whatever point that is in your astrological code if you're not sure what that is and you want to know more you can always contact me for a reading but this is a transit a retrograde transit that's going to continue until November 23rd. By then, Jupiter will be back at 28 degrees in Pisces. It doesn't move out of its retrograde shadow until Valentine's Day, February 14th. And it's been in its retrograde shadow since May 4th. So what 
this means is we are giving getting this extended period of expanding our self-confidence, stepping into our power, our authenticity, being real with yourself and your future outlook and what you want for your future. Well, if it's stuck at eight degrees, does that mean we're feeling, since it's not moving, are we feeling like it's not moving? We're not able to, like it's going to take a lot of work and practice if it's just sitting at the same spot and we're wondering if it's making a difference, all of this work we're doing, because we're not really going anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. It might feel that way. Like I'm being authentic and I'm, I'm being courageous, but nothing's happening. Yeah. So it's, it's stuck. Like I said, like there's just a lot of stuck energy right now. So we have to be patient. Does Saturn rules Jupiter? No, well, no planet rules another planet. (laughs) (laughs) Why does this always happen? Wait, (laughs) Okay, never mind. What were you thinking? Well, I was thinking that Saturn is their planet of responsibility, and sometimes you have to like put in the work to get the payoff. Well, yeah. So, I mean, Saturn. We're going to talk about Saturn tomorrow, okay. um, but you know, the Jupiter stagnation is like maybe it's like you need to do more planning. You might feel very self assured and self confident about where you think you're going. Uh, but maybe there's more planning that needs to be done uh, before you actually implement it and bring it into your reality. So there's more work. There's, there's more, maybe it's also, you know, Jupiter is a planet of faith. So it's like you say you're being self-confident. It's like I'm being confident. I'm being authentic, but nothing's happening. Maybe it's testing your faith. Yeah, you just have to trust that you're supposed to be doing that anyways, and it's not always an instant reward. Exactly. So, you know, let's check back mid-February, and maybe by then, I know that seems like a long way away, but by then it's like, oh my God, I look how far I've come since since uh, July 28th. I've come so far. And so, it's a process. I mean, Jupiter's expansion, but that takes a long time to actually do the expanding. Mm-hmm. Like at first, maybe you're taking baby steps, you're practicing it, but to actually be good at expressing yourself and doing all the things and it feel very natural is going to take a while. So we have another like over six months, eight months. You got to keep practicing it. So it becomes part of you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not just a little act that you're, you know, you're testing out. I think of this as like, the beginning or the beginning of the next phase. Uh, and it's because the key alignment of the day is the new moon in Leo. So the new moon is where we're setting our intentions for what we want for the coming moon cycle. Or where do you want to be by the end of this moon cycle, 28 days? Where do you want to be in the next five and a half months? when we have the full moon in leo or where do you want to be when do you want to where do you want to be in the next 11 months or so when we have the next new moon in leo so set your intentions for to open your heart leo's the the sign that rules the heart it's symbolized by the lion we know the the phrase the heart of the lion it's ruled by the sun 
the center of the solar system. So the sun is in a position of power right now. It's, it's really working to energize you to get the vitality that you need in order to grow to where you want to go. So how can I set my intentions to open my heart, to set my intentions to enjoy life, to have fun, to be playful and creative? And then you cycle that back to the self-confidence of Jupiter in Aries and Mercury in Leo squaring off with Mars and the North Node in Taurus. It's like I have to open my heart and take a closer look at my values, my self-worth, what I what I enjoy, what's fun to me, how I like to play and create. Um, I mean, the bull doesn't like to be moved. So it's like that Leo energy is like this push of doing something, mm-hmm. playing, doing all the stuff, that fire yes. energy. So yeah, it's going to be uncomfortable to maybe make some new decisions. Yes. But this is giving you the courage <laughs> to step into that. So even though it's going to be uncomfortable, we we will have the like wherewithal to, to push forward. Yes. Through, through the discomfort. Yes. I just think of the think of the warrior, you know, the heart of the lion. Check into what's in your heart and set your intention to live with an open heart. I just I can't say this enough because it's like your your heart is like the key. There's something special in your heart. What's in your heart is not what's the same in my heart or anyone else's heart. There might be some similar things, but each heart is unique. And that's why your heart matters. Because when you're shining in the true version of yourself, then you are attracting the right people around you and you are inspiring people in the way that you're meant to. To follow their own hearts. Exactly. There's always like the white picket fence idea. Where you're like, oh, these are all the little things you need to be happy. You need to have mm-hmm. married and have one and a half kids and own a house. And a lot of the times people get all the things mm-hmm. and then they realize that's not really what was in their heart. That was like what, whatever like external things we got from society or our parents or our childhood. And so really being able to differentiate what is in our heart and what is just like society's expectations Mm -hmm. and a lot of the time we can do all the things that on paper you would think you would be happy but if it's not really what feels good to you then it doesn't matter if it feels good to someone else then that's great for them but yeah getting to know ourselves our authentic selves there is a lot of idealization in our culture we have all these false idols or idols, I don't know if they're false idols is the right thing, but like when you think of like sports athletes or celebrities, and then you think of the consumerism of, like I just think of that commercial uh, that was popular when I was a kid, you know, it was, uh, I think it was a Gatorade commercial, and it was with Michael Jordan, and there was that song, Like Mike, if I could be like Mike, you know, and it was just like, that's, he's the idol, Michael Jordan. And like, you want to drink Gatorade because he drinks Gatorade. Well, I mean, 
we didn't always have so much media, whether it's TV or Instagram or whatever, reflecting these unrealistic standards of what is possible. Other people were more realistic about how far they can move in life. Like everyone thinks like, oh, there's like Tony Robbins or whoever. It's like you start at this small place and then you can be to this, you know, next level, next level, like all the way to the top. Back in the day, you didn't really move class systems. That wasn't a big thing that everyone's aspiring to be something outside of their bubble. But now we see, we always see like the hero, the like one-off person who like makes it and everyone thinks they can do that. The rags to riches story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like, I, I just did this Honda commercial this week and it was for a social media campaign. Literally, you're gonna look at it for five seconds. It's a girl at the beach. She drove her little Honda car and she's having a beach day. Mm-hmm. You're going to swipe through that. You're going it, to, it's gone in an instant. But when we see these like perfection things, there's like, you know, it takes a team of like 15, 20 people to make it happen. 24 hours of like, or like 12 hours of a shoot. Someone's editing it. It's going to be two weeks of all of these people's time to get this 30 second clip or something. And we think that that's real, that the girl drove to the beach, had her fucking sandwich. No, there was a hair and makeup person. There was just so much went into this <laughs> shoot for the, the smallest amount of time. But we think that that's realistic. Oh, why doesn't my beach day look like that? Mm-hmm. Well, bitch, you don't have $50,000 to portray these like five seconds of like magic. That's not how life is. And that's what we see everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like I always thought like, oh, like Hollywood. But really, it's not Hollywood. Yeah, we know movies are fake. But like Instagram kind of looks like it's real. A lot of the time we're like, oh, that's what our friends are doing and all the people are doing. It's just the casual stuff. No, it's not. It's all so curated. Yeah. And that's not. And then we aspire to be that. Yes. Even Ingrid's. This is all curated. You're not seeing the other half of this. (laughs) It looks good over there. (laughs) It does. I know. (laughs) I know. I'm joking. But no, totally. But it's like all to sell a Honda. You know, and is Honda, does that speak to what's in your heart? Maybe. Is it, but I just think of like the Taurus versus Leo energy and it's like your material needs and what's in your heart. And are you buying something because you saw somebody else using this or are you buying it because it actually speaks to you? Yeah, you want the Honda because like the cute girl is at the beach having her sandwich and you're like oh my life's gonna be like that if i have the honda but really it's like do you even like this car yeah does it fulfill all the needs that you want in a car like what is actually you like you just saw someone that you think is attractive and their life looks magical i'm gonna look more attractive if i drive a honda yeah it's just yeah it's just like all these like subtle messages that we get from everywhere yeah so check in what is in your heart Friday, July 29th, the moon continues on through Leo, and today it opposes Saturn, the god of wealth and time, the planet of restriction, responsibility, hard work, achievement, and authority. In the fixed air sign, symbolized by the water bearer and ruled by Saturn. So... This alignment coming after the new moon in Leo is now, it's, this is like a, a check to your heart. Oh, that's in your heart? 
Okay. Well, if it's in your heart, then are you willing to work for it? You got to do something about it. Yeah. You set your intention and now you got to start doing the thing. Exactly. Are you willing to put in the work required to satisfy what's in your heart? You know, I, I think about athletes and like you're, you're recovering and doing therapy for your body. Yeah, I just started physical therapy. This yeah, physical time. therapy. So, I'm an athlete of the the pole. <laughs> you're you're an athlete of the pole. You know, is it in your heart to continue to do your work on the pole, and you have to do the work on your body so that you are not a wreck physically after work? Yeah, I mean, I've been. It's been two and a half years. And I've had this shoulder issue for a really long time, but now it's to the point where, like you said, I really need to take care of my body or I'm not going to be able to continue to do my work because it's very depleting Mm -hmm. and it causes a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. So I finally said, I am worth it. I need to spend the money to heal myself. Yes. I have to spend the time to heal myself. Even like the first session I went to, I left and I like almost started crying because I was like, I made the decision. I got insurance. I made the appointments. I started the process. And you know what? I realized it's going to take a lot of time and dedication. Just the driving there and the discomfort and like pushing my body. And I didn't feel discouraged. I just felt like very overwhelmed with like, I am worth it, but this is going to be a big effort. Like caring for myself and doing what is right for me is a, it is a whole job and I have to like be willing to put in the work. So it's in your heart to heal your body, mm-hmm. but it's, it requires effort, effort from yeah. you to like sustained effort, which yeah. feels scary to me. Yes. Yes. And that's what this Aquarius energy is about. It's about sustaining because both Leo and Aquarius are fixed. So, and we also have to think about the the aspect of community and the group with Aquarius. You know, who who is surrounding you that is helping you achieve or accomplish what's in your heart? You're you're not doing it on your own. You can't do it on your own. You need Help. Who within the community? What group are you a part of that's helping you I mean, satisfy what's in your heart? Yeah, and when you have that community, it makes it so much easier. Like if I mean I've told myself all the time, oh, if I just like go to Pilates and I like look online and I do all the little exercises at home and it's like, no, I could have been doing that the last ten years, but I don't. I'm not gonna do the exercises at home all the time. I don't have like that type of a mindset. I need to be, to go to the center. I need someone to tell me exactly what to do for an hour, three times a week. Cause I'm not going to, I'm going to do it for five minutes at home. It's just, um, it's not realistic for me to try to do it by myself. I've already tried that. And having the, the place to go do the thing and the people to support you and to spend the effort and the money and the time on it is super important. Air fuels fire. So the group motivates. You have people cheering for you. Exactly. Or it's just even being around them, too. You know, it's like you see them putting in the work and it inspires you to also do the work. And then I also think of like technology, too, with Aquarius. And, you know, you're doing like the physical therapy. 
like they have maybe new technologies or new techniques or innovative ways of treating your physical ailment that maybe they didn't know about 10, 20 years ago, and now they're doing something different that's more innovative. So how can you embrace your innovative nature? What is in your heart and how is what is in your heart helping the community or helping advance the village in some way? How are you contributing back? That's something to think about with this alignment. Moving on to Saturday, July 30th, we've got Mercury again continuing on through Leo. And today Mercury is opposing Saturn. Yesterday it was the moon. Today it's Mercury. So the moon is the emotions. You felt it. You felt it in your heart. Now you have to bring what you felt into your mind and communicate it to the community. How can I share what is in my heart from a place of authority with those that I'm involved with? The group, the club, the organization, the social network or cause. And just a reminder, even though it's this Leo energy and it's about courage, courage is doing something in the face of fear. So that doesn't mean you're not going to be scared. So if you feel scared, that's fine. But you still have to do it anyways. You have to express yourself in the community. It's very important. Yes. So we're all scared. I'm <laughs> I'm scared all the time. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. These are crazy times. So. Even just like putting the podcast out there, like the video aspect, I was like, oh my gosh, like when we first did the regular, just the regular podcast, I was just destroyed. I didn't like listening to my voice. It was a whole nightmare for me to get used to hearing what I sound like. And then now it's like the video thing. I'm like, I had so much fear about it. And you know what? It's not that big of a deal. Then I shared it with the community and then I got such an amazing response from people it like soothes those fears and you're like, okay, I did the thing. Now I can do another thing. It gives you courage to stand up next time and keep doing the stuff. Yes, that's it. Amazing. Sunday, July 31st. This looks complicated. Another, another messy thing here, but we've got a, uh, a lot of positive alignments, just a lot happening. So, well, I'm see- when I'm looking at it though, I see earth and fire, and earth and fire don't mix though. Right, but we've got earth connecting to earth and oh. fire connecting to fire. Okay. So that's how it's positive. Okay. So the fire, well, let's talk about the earth first. So the earth, we've got Mars and the North Node. Now they're conjunct with Uranus, which we talked about earlier. This week, Uranus is that planet that's just been stuck at 18 degrees, getting ready to retrograde. Been there since July 7th, going to be at 18 until October 12th. That's July, August, that's four months at one degree. So what is it 18 degrees in your astrological code in earth, water, or fixed signs? You are getting a direct hit by this energy of Uranus. But today and for the next few days and for the couple days before, even more so 
Uh, this is the God of War te- teaming up with the planet of revolution and the soul's purpose. So we're really thinking about what we value, our self-worth, how to embrace our independence within what we value and our self-worth, and what is the action that we're taking in order to establish what we value and secure what we value to reflect our self-worth. Now, these three key points are in alignment with the moon, which is moved on to Virgo at 18 degrees. So we're taking a very detailed look at your emotions, maybe a critical look at your emotions and what we value, our self-worth. Does what I value and my self-worth, does it honor what I value? Does it honor my self-worth? Am I being overly critical of myself? Am I missing something? Do I need to look a little closer in some areas? What do I need to adjust? What do I need to perfect? Sometimes when we think of that critical nature of Virgo, it can be kind of feel like a negative thing, like a nag, Mm -hmm. but that energy is so important to critique what we're doing all the time. It's like the cycle comes around. Okay. It's time to do the critique. What are we doing right? What are we doing wrong? Mm -hmm. And recognizing what we're doing wrong and being able to correct. If we're, the answer is no, we're not doing the things Then we need to write a list, make the changes, do the things to be able to do what's right for us. Cause Those questions are really important. And think about it as like efficiency, being efficient. We're not, we're never going to, the way that I'm spending my money. We're never going to get to where we want to go for doing the wrong things for ourselves. Right. No. So, what are the right things to do? And the answer is in our heart, it's in our self worth. And this has to do with where we're spending our money? Well, I think about that a little bit. I'm thinking about, you know, how do I spend my time? What's my daily routine? How am I taking care of myself? What's my job? What money am I making from my job? What, where am I spending that money? Am I spending that money on things that truly reflect my self-worth? Or am I spending on things where I'm trying to cover up my insecurities in some way? Okay. So, I'm curious to know how this is affecting people because this is a really big kind of awakening alignment. And and next week we're going to talk about uh, this some more because uh, this is one of those alignments that's going to kind of linger and next week it connects with another key planet. But, but I also want to talk about the sun and Jupiter connecting the sun in the sign that it rules, Leo, forming a trine, a supportive aspect with Jupiter in Aries. So the planet of luck and expansion and the planet of vitality. So this is giving us that boost to embrace our self-confidence, to open our heart, to be authentic, to say, you know what? I'm courageous enough to take a critical look at where I'm spending my money or how I'm making my money or how I'm spending my day or or looking around where I live and in the people that surround me and, and ask myself, does it reflect my self-worth in a positive way? Or do I need to improve in some way? Does it reflect my self-worth in an authentic way? Am I being real? 
to myself. And if we if we really value ourselves, we are going to take the time to do these things. And it can be very uncomfortable to be taking a hard look at all of the little things we're doing in our day and saying, like, is is this what I want to be doing to get where I want to go? Because we can just get lost in our routine of mundane shit and not really progressing towards whatever goal we want to accomplish. And then we're when we don't get there, we're just going to be upset. But it's like, if we're checking in all the time and asking ourselves these questions, are we living with the right people? Are we living in the right area? Are we connecting with the right people? Are we spending our money where we want? Mm-hmm. Do I have the right job to be happy? Mm-hmm. If the answers are no, then we need to really take note of that and make some changes. Yes. And I think these alignments are kind of the wake-up call and the first push. And also you were saying not covering it up. Uh it's just so easy for us to spend money on things that cover up our unhappiness. Yeah. So if we, if we are taking a look at where we're covering up with our money, that's probably going to be a little eye opening to be like, Oh, well maybe if I was drinking less, I wouldn't be as happy because that was like my little cover up to be like, Oh, this Mm -hmm. is my fun time. Mm -hmm. But saving that money and just making some changes in your life could be much more impactful for your overall happiness. Yes. I mean, I feel like I bring up drinking a lot. But it's true. It's like this false sense of fun. Oh, my God. Fun. I I kind of went on a tangent last night with the Instagram because someone asked me this question about, like, how I can deal with my energy in Los Angeles living here with so many people. And I was like, it, it's taken a long time. Hmm. It's taken, you know, I've lived here for 24 years. And drinking is a big part of my life for a very long time. I'd say probably, you know, a solid 30 years. And it was to create that buffer to cover up. But I remember when I was working in the restaurant business, like when I first moved to LA, I'd go to work, I'd make 150 bucks, and I'd go out and spend 100 at the bar. Yeah, I mean, weirdly, living in LA is the least I've ever drank, but really like the beginning of my restaurant industry days always that you're always at the end of the day you're so frazzled it's like how do you just immediately relax and go to sleep with the in-between of all of the anxiety and stress you put that band-aid on it you put the alcohol on it then you're instantly having fun you're instantly relaxed but that's not really it's just not a good fit for you the restaurant industry isn't a good fit when that's how you feel when you get off work you need to like drink to feel normal well, that was everyone that i worked with i mean know? me, too. me like, too like we all go out and drink after work and and then you feel hung over the next day so you don't get anything done you you pull yourself together by like you know two in the afternoon you eat something then you know it's 4 30 you already got to go to work it's like and... a triggering me just hearing about this <laughs> that, that was my whole existence exactly I go to it's bed. just a cycle Go to bed at like four in the morning, mm-hmm. hungover, wake up at like, uh, you know, 11, 12, haven't gotten good sleep, you know. Do it all again. Exactly. Well, but so then the lesson there is like, okay, well, once you stop drinking to cover it up, you spend your evening, you still have all of this energy, but you spend it working on astrology and building your client mm-hmm, base and doing mm-hmm. something else. And then now you're getting to where you want to be. You're feeling fulfilled. You have enough energy to get up early, do some more things, then go to your job. It's like you're freeing yourself up, actually, mm-hmm. even though at first it can be very uncomfortable because it is a lot of work mm-hmm. to follow through on all of these things. But 
in the long run, now you have an astrology career. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen just overnight. No. There's a lot of work involved in that and a lot of not drinking involved in that. Oh, my God. Yeah. I had to stop. So it took me 40 years to get to, oh, I'm going to be an astrologer. And then it's another six years to where I am right now. So, yeah. A lot of shifting of energy this week. I hope it serves you, Ingrid, and all of our listeners very well. Remember to open your heart and value yourself. I love that. Open your hearts. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Scott. I will see you next week. Well, are we going to... Let's answer some questions. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Let's do some questions, Ingrid. These episodes are getting long as fuck. Oh, wow. Let's see. Okay, I really like this question. Okay, yeah. Uh, It says, do you have any pets? And if so, what are are their signs? How do you think they embody the traits of their signs? Yes. So uh, I have Maggie who... uh, And then I just wanted to say this is from Grace Bickett. Thank you, Grace, for your question. Uh, I have Maggie who Gabriella brought into my life. Uh, She's 14 years old. She's a uh, pit bull black lab mix. And she is a Taurus sun a Cancer Moon, and we think she's a Pisces Rising. That would be my guess. But She's very you know, sensitive. The, she's very sensitive. Uh, so that's, you know, the Pisces Rising, the Cancer Moon. Um, she loves to eat. And what did I say? Like Taurus and Cancer are the two signs that I think of that, like, love food. She just, like, I mean, she's always down for food, like hungry all the time. Also, she she is very spoiled. They have like (laughs) handcrafted meals in their freezer that are like so fancy (laughs) for her. She's in great shape. She's 14 years old. We we get her, you know, she she eats uh, organic duck. And uh, can you can anyone believe this? I'm like jealous. And then she. yeah, we, we have, you know, we pump her full of uh, all kinds of Chinese herbs, which have helped tremendously. Like she had a uh, she had a seizure a little over a year ago and uh, we thought she was slowing down and stuff. And so then we found this like holistic vet. They gave us all these Chinese herbs and now she's just amped. Like if I yesterday at like f- six o'clock, she made this shrieking bark in my ear because like, she'll kind of just like stalk me because it's, it, she senses the sun's going down and she's like, you better take me outside. And I got to take her on her walk. She loves going to the park. Um, and she's very stubborn. Like you, you sometimes have to move her from her back end in order to get her to move. Like that's that Taurus energy. She's very stubborn. Like you don't, take her on a walk she takes you on a walk i think like on my birthday one year we all went for a walk together and i think that was my first time meeting um her and gabriella and gabriella was like yeah so just so you know it's going to be a very slow walk because (laughs) she's actually taking us on the walk like we're just here for the ride so she gets to sit and like smell the flowers and check out the stuff it was just 
Here's the other interesting thing about her astrology. She's a Gemini Mercury. So she's very curious. Like she wants to always meet new people. She always wants to meet other dogs. Like she's just bouncing from person to person. She'll go up to you and sniff you. And then she's, okay, I'm done with you. And then move on to the next person. But she's very curious, uh, very friendly. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I see her astrology all over all the time. Yeah, we always I always get the update. Yes. I mean, she's the only dog that I've ever had in my apartment. People are always like, Oh, can I bring my dog? And I'm like, <laughs> No, I don't have pets here and then I just they have dirt on their stuff and then the fur, like I like animals, but I don't have one here, so but she I was like, Okay, she can come over because I just love her. She's just she's very, the sweetest energy. Well, she shares your cancer moon and she is very sweet, very kind, uh, and she is she's very chill. You know, she's not somebody, she, you know, she sleeps most of the day. She doesn't bark much. Um, whereas, like, and my sister's dog is an Aries moon. Oh, God. And, and he barks all the time. And then he's a Virgo, Virgo son. So he's, like, scared of everything <laughs> and very submissive, but also very aggressive because of the Aries moon. Psycho so, dog. <laughs> that's Louie. And I love Louie. Louie's amazing. But yeah, he's uh, a handful. He's just <laughs> very energetic, very young energy. Louis 10, but you know, runs around all over the place. Like you don't see Maggie running all over the place. No. Like Louis running everywhere, uh but and but just very like as soon as Louis hears somebody driving nearby, starts barking like crazy. Like Maggie never barks. Like if someone comes to the door, she's just like you know, wants to know what the package is and wants to sniff it, and that's it. But never barking at people that are coming up. So that's that Cancer Moon versus the Aries Moon. So yeah, if you want your uh, your your pet's astrology done, hit me up for a reading. I'm <laughs> happy to do it for you. So it's fun. Yeah, awesome, fun question. All right, I think that's it for the week. Okay. But that was a really fun question. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Ingrid. Yeah, thank you, Scott. I'll see you next week. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon, full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. Transit, 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 transit.